Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Okay, fellas, uh, open your notes on your phone or get, grab a pen and a piece of paper because we got a list of uh, 28 places that women do not want to go to on a first date. Oh, my goodness. And, and many of them are restaurants, specifically chains. So if you take them to one of these chain restaurants, you might have a dinner, but she ain't giving you dessert. Gotcha. If you know what I'm saying. I hear you. All right. So places that women do not want to go on a first date are chains. Places like the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. Applebee's, mm-hmm. Starbucks, Denny's, IHOP. Whoa, 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 Starbucks. I thought coffee date was a was a good thing. Right, well, we're guys. That's what we think. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. What do we know? Point taken. Uh, Red Lobster. Well, okay. unless you're 75. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. Maria and I went to Red Lobster recently because my dad had bought us a gift card uh, one Christmas, and we stumbled upon it, and he loved Red Lobster, but he was in his 80s. And I hadn't been in a Red Lobster in forever. And I used to love it. Haven't been there in years. Yeah, and I thought I just thought going in, it's just going to be a, a sea of uh, gray hairs, you know. But no, it was a wide variety. There was mm-hmm. some young families. There was some older people, of course. Uh, everybody seemed to be having a lovely little time. It is a weird kind of mix of you know affordable seafood. Is a is a weird blend. It's not really that affordable. That's true. It's gone. I, Everything's it, gone up. It's it's. I think it's comparable to the keg. Wow. Yeah. It's not cheap. Right. Uh, any, any basic fast food chain or buffet, the ladies, and I wouldn't take a woman to a buffet, uh, the best of times. No. The first date doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Can, let's get bloated. Yeah. Let's get bloated. <laughs> See what happens. And let's keep avoiding each other because you go one way in the buffet and I'll go the other. Now there's other things too. And I was surprised by some of these. Uh, they don't want to go to the movies. Okay. Yeah, I know that it, it seems like a fail-safe kind of go-to date, but mm. it, the part of the problem is, is that you're not talking to each other for like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. I liked your idea a while back about uh, um, going to an earlier movie and then going out for drinks and some dinner after. Yeah, point of conversation. Yeah. Uh, watching Netflix at home, especially on a first date. Well, if you're inviting to the house, that's yeah. a little creepy. Yeah. Well, kind of, not as quite as Oshawa Motel creepy, but <laughs> can you help me lift this couch in the back of my van? Um, going to a guy's house on a first date at all? They don't want to do that. Of course not. Um, they don't want to spend a first date going to church with you. Well, what are you taking her in to get married? <laughs> what are you doing going to a church? That seems odd. Well, unless unless you're pulling the old scrambling for a date to a wedding or something like that. Sure. Uh, taking them to the gym. Yeah, let's get hot and sweaty. Yeah. Not in a good way. We're something skimpy. Yeah. To a sporting event. So remember that, Lucky. Okay. No generals games. No, all right. Uh, no family functions. Of course. Yeah, of course. Ice cream and coffee dates are also a no. A no? A no. Sorry, where, is there a list of where you can go? That might be a shorter list. Uh, well, basically, they don't get really specific, but they want to try something new. Oh, man. And this is why if I ever got divorced, I'd never date anybody, like, young. Like, you know, I'd say... If my, if I was divorced in my 60s, I wouldn't go after anybody who was less than, like, who was under 40. Right. Because anybody younger than 40 still wants to do things. Go, <laughs> let's go skydiving. Let's try parasailing. <laughs> let's go camping. No thanks. 
Um, so they don't want to watch Netflix. They don't want to go to the church. They don't want to go to the gym. No sports events. No family functions. No bowling. No nightclubs. No bar just for drinks. Right. They don't want to go anywhere that requires a long drive. Like oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's try something new right around the corner from you. That's right. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate that if it's a restaurant choice that you're meeting at, if it's something new to both of you, then that can be a topic of conversation right away. That's right. And you're not overselling things. Like mm-hmm. if I, anytime I'm sitting somewhere and someone's been there before and they've got to sell me on everything in the restaurant, I get annoyed. Like I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to try anything here. Give me the chicken fingers. Yeah. Well, because we're also creatures of habit too, it, 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 to go outside of our comfort zone and try things we don't know. Like, especially on a first date, if you decided you want to try this new, you know, Thai place or, you know, and like, oh, my, I don't know about yeah. this. You know what would, I think what might not be, well, it goes to show I haven't been on a date in how long. But, like, teppanyaki mm. would be an interesting one because you don't go to that very often. But then you're not the show. Right. Either. Yeah. Right. It's a fun night out, though. Fun night out. Yeah. Or maybe there's just, because the problem is you know, these big communal tables, it's not an interesting place to talk you end up having more in common with the guy beside you that's right yeah. that would be my luck what about those leaves <laughs> um so uh yeah you, you get, try something new lucky's right uh even if it's and it doesn't have to be expensive these ladies say it, it could be a new local burger spot but it's like an independently owned thing right gotcha let's go, go horseback riding go to the joint Yes. That'd be a great spot. That would be a great date night. Go see, go see Teddy. He can mock you. He'll yell at you. <laughs> yeah, especially on a Friday when they got the music and everything. Right. Well, you can go play a little golf. Yeah, that's right. Nine holes, easy. The two of you can walk around, especially if she's never played. Then you right. can give her some tips. Mm-hmm. Pull a little tin cup action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or she'll beat you with the club and it's done. Listen to us. So worldly about yeah, the world yes. of dating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's grab some boxing gloves and punch each other. If you'd like to book an Airbnb at a location that was used for a movie or a TV show, there's a few of them out there. Tony Stark's Lakeside Cabin from Avengers Endgame. Stands on a 2,000-square-foot horse farm, a horse estate. It goes for $929 a night. Wow. That's reasonably priced. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, the buyer's home from season four is located in New Mexico, and you can go there for 332 bucks a night. Uh, from the show Girls, I never watched it, but uh, supposedly there's a Tokyo loft they used. Shoshana's Tokyo Loft. It's actually in Tokyo, so the travel probably be a lot more expensive than the actual place. Mm-hmm. You can get it for 142 bucks a night. If you like the Twilight movies, the home of Bella and her dad Charlie, located in Oregon, goes for 400 bucks a night. Uh, the Harry Potter Childhood Home. It's a former bed and breakfast in England, 184 bucks a night. Now we start to get a little more expensive. The Tuscan Villa from Succession, located in Italy, was rented by the Roy family for Logan's wedding, seven grand a night. Ooh. The Lake Tahoe Mansion from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, rented by Lisa Arena for a group vacation in season 11, goes for $9,000 a night. A night. Yeah. And if you'd like to stay at the Bachelor Mansion, and I would su- uh, suggest take your own sheets. <laughs> I'm going to burn the ones that are there. The Bachelor Mansion 
is located in Malibu. You know, it's the house they pull up to in the, right, the car. Yes. $30,000 a night. What? Yeah. 30 grand a Is there night. a place from a show or movie that you would want? When I was a kid, I always wanted to stay in the Brady Bunch house. Okay. I saw them re, uh, there was a documentary done recently where somebody who owned it, they, they like, uh, home improvement guys. Have been oh, the, yeah, they've done they, a whole thing. They rebuilt it to look like the original. I think they can't sell it now is the issue. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Probably isn't up to code. Right. Um, when I was a kid, I would say the same thing about Webster's place. Right. Right. Remember that show with Emmanuel yep. Stewart? Like he, they had a, he had like a secret staircase to his room. Yeah. Or Silver Spoons, I think, had a pretty cool room. Yeah, different strokes had a pretty nice New York, uh, thing. Yeah. The, the friends, the friends, uh, apartment in Manhattan would be kind of cool to stay in. Right. Well, not the apartment itself, just the location, I guess, right? Well, if you, well, yeah. I mean, obviously that's not a real thing. That was a Hollywood sound stage. Yes. Right. But I'm just thinking it's not really a, I mean, it's just a pretty basic apartment. It's pretty big for Manhattan. That was one of the things they always True. said about friends. Was they'd all have to, the, the lifestyle they led in Manhattan, they'd all have to be making like 500 grand a year. I mean, the way they explained it off was that apartment was, uh, um, Monica's grandmother's and she died. They, they say it somewhere. And of course it's, it was in a rent control area. Right. Yeah. So they were able to get it for a, a great price or yeah. something. Yeah, like the 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 Bel Air Mansion from the Fresh Prince would right. be a good place to hang out. That would, that would be good. The bar in Cheers. I'd like to be Norm. <laughs> Do you have any fears? Do you have any fears that really hold you back from doing things? Like for me, one of my biggest fears is that this whole NHL play-by-play thing won't take off for you, and you're never leaving. <laughs> Just kind of dangling here and there. I'm here. Um, uh, I mean, I'm like, I, I would say heights. Certainly, I'm not big on heights. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by them sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm, I've, I've gone up in the CN Tower, not recently, and I would probably have a, a harder time now than I have had in years past. Oh yeah, you know, um, hotel rooms. I, I, I've stayed in pretty high, twenty, twenty first, twenty fifth, twenty eighth floor. Been okay with that. Yeah, inside an enclosed area, you should be fine. You yeah, can, I know even balconies will scare people. Like I know well, I'm not climbing a tower anytime soon. No, no, lovely Maria. Like when we go down to see David, I think he lives on the uh, see the twenty something floor or eighteenth. So it's high enough, anyhow. And uh, she doesn't like going out on his balcony. Right. Same with uh, Daniel's place in Pickering, and I think they're only on the fifteenth floor, and she can't go near the edge. Mm. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't like heights. I don't like getting to heights. Like going up the CN Tower would be fine because you're just climbing into an elevator, but climbing ladders, having to, you know, negotiate yourself. I'm always so afraid I'm going to get to the wards of the roof and I'm going to grab the ease trough or something and it's all coming down. Right. You've seen too many movies. Yeah. Watch, watch Clark Griswold too many times. That's right. Well, I did, um, I did fall off a ladder once. I was up at, uh, up at our little place in Caledon and I decided, uh, one day when I had ambition to do things and we had, um, cedar shakes uh, on the roof and, mm-hmm. uh, it started to grow moss where the, the sun didn't beat on it long enough during the day. So one, uh, one Saturday afternoon, I decided, uh, I was going to climb up and, uh, s- stand on my ladder and scrape away at the moss. Got up there for, I don't know how long, not very long at all. And it was so weird because I didn't even feel the fall. Like, I, the next thing I knew, I was just at, down on the ground. Wow. And uh, went into the house and announced to Maria that I had uh, fell. 
And then she was behind me, and she goes, yep, and now we're going to the hospital. And I took about six stitches in the back of the head. Oh. Didn't even know I had uh, cracked my head open. Yikes. So I don't get off the couch now. <laughs> no point. <laughs> Uh, so uh, fear of heights is the uh, the number one thing for most people when asked. Number two is social situations. Boy, we've gotten weird, haven't we? Social anxiety, social phobia. Number two behind heights. Right. Can't be out there amongst people. Yeah, I, I guess that's we're so insular now, and and, and from kids from a young age of are. are basically handed a device and told to sit in the corner mm-hmm. and be quiet and that really does hamper how they act in social situations i i find it interesting as a parent because i'm i yes my kids have had devices since they were young we started out as the parents that weren't going to give them any devices and then very quickly folded tried to shut them up and and handed them something but I find it interesting when I, I get reports back. You know, we have like it was teacher interviews and they say, oh yeah, very active in class and mm. for the, you know, speak up or at least help to, to drive the conversation or answer questions. And we get very good reports from other parents too that, you know, throughout, hey, these talkative. We got that from one parent saying, oh man, Christian can barely, barely shut up. I'm like, hmm. really? <laughs> I can hardly hear him talk. Yeah. Well, I think that's true of just being around your parents, right? Right. You know. Which is good. I, I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I'm quite proud of that, that yeah. they'll at least have a conversation. Uh, fear of spiders is number three. Wow, spider snakes for me, for yeah. sure. Fear of death. Wasn't there, at one point, Jerry Seinfeld had the great joke about people were more afraid of public speaking than they are of death, so they would rather be in the box than giving the eulogy. <laughs> but uh, fear of public speaking is way down the list. Really? Uh, yeah. See, I, I would have thought that goes hand in hand with the social situation. You would think so, right? Uh, fear of needles, fear of snakes, an intense fear of failure. I embrace failure. <laughs> I fear success. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, the fear of fear of failure. A lot of it is fear of rejection and embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. Fear of open spaces. Open spaces. Yeah, I've heard of that. I mean, I think it's well, you oh. know, it's uh, it's just under fear of failure. And above public speaking. So. I, would have, I would have thought closed spaces, claustrophobia mm-hmm. would have been higher. I, I think I get a little claustrophobic uh, uh, if, I, if there's too many people in an elevator. And I have occasionally felt like if there's just too many, especially at like a concert or something. Mm. You know, there was a period of time where if I was going to the movies or a concert, I kind of had to be near the end of the row. Being right, right dead center I'm, you know, with like 30 people on either side yeah. seemed a bit much for me. I mean, I don't love crowds, but I don't think that's a, a fear yeah. necessarily. It's not like I, I fear something's going to go wrong in that mix. It's more just, I just don't like people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that much and not many of them. And there's some odd ones. Uh, feelings of disgust or fear when you see patterns with lots of holes, like in honeycombs or sponges. What? Yeah. That made the list? That's number 10. Under public speaking. It kind of sounds like an OCD thing. Perhaps. Anyhow, I don't know if you just... Uh, I, and listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a fear. I don't know that we should look negatively at it. No, definitely You not. know, it, it is what it is. It, it, unless it hampers you, you know, in your life, like a fear of commitment, say. Yeah. You know, you, you can't... You're, you're so fearful of being stuck in a relationship with somebody that you... You never have that experience, then that's probably... Debilitating fear. Yeah, right. Those are problems. But uh, if you just don't like spiders, I think that's fine. 
I am really struggling this morning with uh, big, big issues that I I don't know if they can be resolved. Uh-oh. Not by, uh, not by one man, anyhow. <clears throat> In my uh, both left and right uh, boot, my sock has come half down. <laughs> And I don't have a shoehorn here in the building. Oh, no. So I might have to go all morning with this uncomfortable feeling in my in my boot. Does that mean we're going to have to hear about it all morning long? I, I, this is just the beginning. Great. Yeah. So I don't know. I might not make it till 9 a.m. So you're wearing what, a boot with a, a little uh, like a socket? Sock. Not a socket, just an ankle sock. But I think maybe the ankle sock is... Starting to lose its uh, grip around my ankle. Gotcha. So it's uh, it's gone for a slip. And I and I noticed it uh, as soon as I got into the car. I said, "Well, I can't get back in the house. I can't go back in. Mm-hmm. It's raining. I don't. You know, what about my hair? <laughs> That's obvious concern. Got to consider that. And so here I stand in front of you, just one man battling through yet another day. <laughs> You're gonna power through this? I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll do my best. If I the, the the right foot isn't nearly as bad as the left. So if I just kind of lean more on my right, okay, then I don't notice it as much in my left. But then, you know, I could uh, throw out my hip. Now, you are unable to uh, to get a finger down into the, the, the boot shoe to, to, to adjust this? I haven't been able to get a finger in anywhere for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Oh wait! Oh, hold on! You doing some adjustment? I got there? something going on here. Hey, yeah. oh, we might, we might. Like, have... what are you, are you wearing? Knee highs? What the hell's going on? You can't just reach in. There. I'm wearing my uh, kiss boots from 1976. Uh, that's why you look taller. Yeah, my seven-inch platform heels. Anyhow, we well now see the one side's up, but I'm not so sure about the other. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, that might help. Oh, there you go. All right, I think we got ourselves a show. <laughs> Thank goodness. I think we got ourselves a full broadcast. <laughs> I feel 10 years younger. <sighs> there we go. See, I need you by my side. Right, well, what do I, I mean, to do? Not sure who else could have possibly suggested. Katie couldn't have. <laughs> Just she, shifting. She would have been busy ignoring me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome. She would have probably she would have probably offered to help you take the boot off she so you could have. adjust. She's good that way. Right. Yeah. I would not. No, I know. No, I know. If uh, if I uh, had uh, part of my face fall off, you wouldn't take me to emergency. Well, that would be uh, well. It would you would you just sully my car if that were the? I think there would be some issue. blood. I think there'd be some blood well, involved. Just your like car. My left ear just fell off. Speaking, speaking of which, I was Call leaving. Me an Uber. I was leaving here yesterday. As I walked out, there was a couple of guys in uh, in city trucks mm-hmm, who, were, uh, who were doing some work out front, and uh, and you were just peeling off already on mm. uh, on three wheels when I was just getting outside. <laughs> to which one of the guys said, "Hey, I thought he drives a piece of crap." <laughs> <laughs> I used to drive a piece of crap. <laughs> That's awesome. This is <laughs> is that invented a Cadillac? <laughs> <laughs> well. Yes, <laughs> but it was my father's Cadillac, and it's 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 just a couple of steps above a piece of crap. Right? Okay. It's uh, it's not bad. I mean, we gave up the 05 Benz, right, for a 2010 Cadillac. So. Okay, it's a half a decade difference. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and lightly driven, I'm sure. 
Yeah, it only had 167,000 kilometers on it, so it's... That engine's not even broken in. Right. Um, and then, yeah, we have the Volkswagen, which is a 2013. I've always been one who will drive a car till the bitter end. I, we leased uh, a Volkswagen, a Jetta. Or did we? Yeah, just the Jetta, I think. We bought a new car when Daniel was born, because we do that stupid thing parents all do. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we have a baby. We have to have a tank of a car. Right. To drive this, you know, seven pounds of goo around. <laughs> well, it's the 150 pounds of accessories that come along yeah. with that. It's ins- parents are insane when a baby is born, and we swallowed the insane Kool Aid as so many do, and went yeah, into debt. You, you don't learn it until later on. Yeah, you like the second child. You know, oh, yeah. basically it's a swaddling blanket. Uh, uh, the second shot was catered around in a Cavalier Z24. Right. You know, but, oh, no, you had to have uh, four doors and 1,600 airbags. <laughs> <laughs> Insane people. Anyhow, so, yeah, we bought that, and then we leased a Jetta, and then I forgot to return it until Volkswagen called me and said, are you ever planning on bringing that thing back in? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we had moved down to Windsor with it, and uh, I think we were about three months past the return date. So we handed it in, needed a car quick, and bought this used uh, Benz. But I have, yeah, always driven cars right into the ground. Mm. Um, and uh, it's why I've never repaved my driveway, because every car I own is leaking something at some point. <laughs> That's right. I I can't go. I don't know if I've ever driven them right to the death. We have actually, uh, Adrian. One of Adrian's cars. We we did that where basically we had to tow it off the driveway to right. get rid of it. Otherwise, I drive them until I reach a point where I just can't go to the mechanic that often. Mm. <laughs> where I'm when it's in the mechanic's driveway more than mine. What you ha- what I've always done, and I had a mechanic say to me years ago. Figure out what you would pay monthly for a new car or a lease, say yep. six or seven hundred dollars, times that by twelve. If you are spending more every year on fixing your car than you would on making payments, right? It's time to get a new car. Yes. And so, you know, your car really has to be in the pooper for you to be spending seven hundred times twelve. Yes. Yes, and, and if you're there, yeah, if you're there for a thousand dollar fix every month, then oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a sign. That, yeah, it's got to go. I mean, some things occur with cars. If your transmission pops or something goes, you know, sometimes it's just it's done and done, and there's no point. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've always kind of had uh, cars that uh, you know I'll go four or five months, and all of a sudden it'll need like twelve hundred bucks and something, mm-hmm. and then it'll go four or five more months, and it'll need another twelve hundred bucks. Right. I, uh, speaking of finances, very quickly, I, I was just kind of scrolling around like you do with the reels or whatever mm. on, on social media yesterday, watching these videos and one pop up after another. And somehow I got on one. It was a, it's a, it's American guy. He's a financial, um, got like a financial show, uh, whether it's radio, television, I don't know, a call in kind mm. of thing. Um, and, um, and some guy had called in and, and they're asking advice about their debt. And so I was listening to this and he, uh, is trying for a PhD. He's going for his PhD, but he's racked up like a couple of hundred grand mm. in student debts. Um, he's got, uh, you know, about 125 on a mortgage or something like that. Not too bad. He's got a 40 or $50,000 car payment debt, mm-hmm. uh, loan that's, that's going on. And then, uh, he and his wife combined make $50,000 a year after taxes. Wow. And, uh, 
and and he's like, well, do I declare bankruptcy? And then he's like, well, the student debt and the the, the mortgage isn't gonna. That's not gonna help you there. You're gonna mm. have to lose your house. And that's he said he's trying to help him through it. But I I started following it because I wanted to watch more videos because it made me feel better. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like, holy cow. Oh yeah. No, I uh, my uh, the, uh, the lady I deal with at my bank has told me many many times, Craig, you're fine. Right. You you know the, what my problem my biggest problem is when it comes to money, and I'm, I'm sure this is true for anybody in my age range. When you're younger. You know, paying off mortgages or all of that, you don't really think about it. I mean, for the longest time, I just thought, well, my house is my biggest asset. Right. And I, uh, I'll i just keep paying it off, and uh, inevitably it'll be paid down. But then life goes on, and so sometimes people borrow against their homes and do this and do that. And so I'm I'm at a point where, and like much like many other people, I still am carrying a lot of debt. Mm. I still have two mortgages, you know, a mortgage on both properties. I'm blessed to own two properties. That's amazing. And 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 I know there's so many who can't even afford rent. So I don't complain too often. I just look at things and go, when am I realistically ever paying this off? Right. And so and I and I realize, well, inevitably it'll just come a day. When Maria and I, uh, you know, decide to retire or go our separate ways and, <laughs> and everything will just get sold. Sell off all the assets. And then, and then whatever's left goes into a pile and we try to survive on that. But what, what this guy basically said, he's like, why would you, you know, don't take your, why would you take your money, uh, your income? He said, that's really what you have is your income. Why would you? Give your income to someone else. He's basically talking about those who are out buying expensive things right. when they really can't afford it. Right. And he said, you know, that's $700 a month you're paying for that luxury car. You're just basically giving your income yep. to a company at that point. Yeah, there, I, there is no, look at, I, I know car dealerships need to uh, make a living and I want them all to succeed and, and, and do well. But just for me personally, yeah. I've never un- understood Outside of when I drank the Kool-Aid and bought that new car. Right. I've never understood why you need a brand new car. It, it oh. really it makes zero sense. No, I, 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 I mean, listen, I enjoy driving new vehicles and the fact that I, because I don't know anything about fixing cars. Yeah, but you never have fixed a car. You take it to a mechanic. I know, but it, I've, thankfully I've found one now that I, that's trustworthy. Okay. So th- this pile of paper, I sell you this pile of paper for 30, Oh, that's even ridiculously low. $70,000. I sell this to you for $70,000. You take it in your hand. Now it's worth fifty. You going to give me seventy grand for this? That's what a new car is. That's what a new car is. So you enjoy. Right. And you just sit there with your socket. I fixed it. We're good now. Okay. Speaking of money, and I, oh, I'm going to introduce your dad to Marie Osmond. She thinks leaving kids an inheritance harms them. <laughs> I think you're, I, <laughs> I might take that boot off you and beat you with it. I think Marie has to have a long chat with Dr. Luck. Celebrities, many of them claim they've had sex with ghosts. I've never heard of this, but celebrities get whatever celebrities want. And if they want to have sex with a ghost, they can, I guess. All right. Kesha once said, I don't know his name, but he was in my house and he just started, like, caressing me. It was a sexy time, but it wasn't like sex. Hm. And Nicole Smith once said, 
A ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at my apartment a long time ago in Texas. Right. I was freaked out about it, but then I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me, and he just gave me some amazing sex, so I have no problem. Might have been her husband, because he was very close to that ghost age at that point. And Nicole Smith could come back and have sex with me right. if she wanted to right about now. <laughs> Bobby Brown said, one night I woke up to the sensation of a woman on top of me. I looked up in the mirror. I could actually see a white woman straddling me on the bed. The sensation felt Exactly like sex, I could feel everything. Is there anyone on this list that doesn't have a long history with drugs and right. alcohol? Seem to, uh, that <laughs> See, I'm seeing a trend here. Well, Lucy Lude, do we know about her? And okay, her no, abuses? I don't know much about her, yeah. Some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything. And then he floated away. Came down, then went down. Yeah. Miss Ice-T, Coco Austin, do we know if she's got any issues? No, I don't know. I was watching TV, I was sitting on the couch, and I was wearing a nightie, as one does. And I felt my dress move up my leg. I looked down and got freaked out. I pushed it down and watched TV, felt it again, and I could see it being pulled up. And then I felt a guy breathe in my ear. What? Yeah. And it was just Mr. T. Rice tea, not Mr. T. <laughs> no. Come with one of the teas. Very different. Yeah. You hear the gold chains coming from That's a mile right. away. And Dan Aykroyd, even Dan Aykroyd, he said, somebody crawled into bed with me once, and I thought, I'm just going to roll over and snuggle up next to it. He said, maybe the guy was gay and he wanted to have some fun. I'd be surprised if I was his type, but when you're dead, you'll take what you can get. <laughs> Slimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been ghosted after sex, but... <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.